Just a reminder, everyone, the topics covered in this podcast are general in nature. They haven't taken into account your personal circumstances, and it's important to seek personal financial advice if you want to address any of the subject matter. here from the Money Men. I'm uh, here this uh, week, beverage with an expert with Andrew Caprillion of Career Property. How are you going, mate? Good, Steve. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Um, we uh, had you on, uh, what, a few months ago now? Well, maybe even six months ago, would, would it be? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't, probably, can't remember. Uh, yeah, oh, it's a blur. Yeah. Maybe around December or January, yeah. I think. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, as well. Um, and Luke and I were talking in our regular episode last week about, um, you know, anecdotally, the market still seems to be going reasonably strong. I thought we'd better better get Andrew in and uh, and have another catch up yeah, and, and see so. and see where things are at. How how have you been? How's uh, how's work and life? Yeah, so re- really busy, Steve. Mm-hmm. So plenty going on at the moment in terms of the market itself, mm-hmm. and uh, plenty in home life too, mate. So yeah, I was yeah. just showing you my pretty retaining wall that yeah, I built. Yeah, so. and I was saying just how much so. handier you are than <laughs> I will ever be. <laughs> Partial, sort of handy, yeah. sort of handy. I can't say it's 100% professional, but mm. that's all right. It's, it's nice. So yeah. uh, on top of that, work's been really busy. So, um, yeah, we're finding stocks still uh, very tight at the moment, not yeah. a lot coming in. Mm-hmm. And um, sales are still quite strong. So despite the um, the Sydney lockdown uh, effectively coming into play, um, that hasn't really deterred the local market. So mm. that's yeah. kind of where we're at at the moment. Because the word on the street, you know, outside of you know the the inner circle of real estate was that you know there were a lot of Sydney buyers coming and inflating the market and you know that you know, selling for ten million in Sydney and buying for one and a half in Newcastle and all that sort of stuff. So does that mean that the effect of that actually wasn't that great, or 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 that there were just there's just enough demand in the local market to get us through a few months and yeah yeah, yeah yeah so 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 really where we where we're up to at the moment like it's it's the local demand is enough to get us through at this point in time we're still seeing anywhere between two and six six offers on each home it's yeah. quite busy at the moment mm-hmm. um that in respect to when the sydney lockdown was occurring maybe you had an extra one or two bidders in there but okay. um i guess if you take a step back and you look at 26 2016 and 2017 markets mm-hmm. it's almost still three times or two times the volume of buyers that we had at that point in time yeah. so um people underestimate the local demand at the moment mm-hmm. the locals are still quite strong and um to a degree it was correct there mm-hmm. was a lot of sydney mm-hmm. pressure mm-hmm. That was occurring, yeah. um, which was actually which was actually pushing the market up. But yeah. there was a transition probably around the first quarter of this year, yeah. where Sydney started to move away and the locals started to pick up that slack. So, yeah. in effect, basically two thirds of our buyers were locals, um, even as of the Sydney lockdown occurring, and mm-hmm. then sort of we had a third of the uh, of the Sydney buyers coming through that we're yeah. missing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's effectively how it's played out. Mm. So. Yeah. And um, what's your view on why um, things are so strong? Yeah, so look, low interest rates is a big one. Um, yeah, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, when you can borrow at 2% or 2.5%, it's, it's, it's probably the cheapest in history of 
all time. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing we're finding at the moment, there's a little bit of fear of missing out. I, I'm finding that starting to stabilise, and and even despite that, we're still seeing the strong prices. So I don't actually expect once that starts to level a bit more mm-hmm. that it will affect our prices probably in the next three to six months. I think they'll still be quite steady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to it, I guess at the end of the day. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where again, if uh, yeah, if the demand falls off, I guess it's 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 always got potential to come back. But mm. yeah, you talk about why it's so high, low interest rates, um, ample buyers, little supply. Yeah, yeah. Is, is probably the three major things. Yeah. We're probably going to see low interest rates for a little while yet, because uh, I doubt that uh, they'll be wanting to push rates up. Uh, well going through this COVID stuff um, yeah. and uh, there's plenty of money throwing, flowing through the economy um, despite the COVID stuff. You know, most I think most businesses have actually done pretty well over the past 12 or 18 months despite yeah. the COVID lockdowns and things. So low interest rates and uh, plenty of money running through the economy, um, you know, points to the, the fact they'll be reasonably buoyant for a while, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, Steve. And um, even even when I, so I talk to a few accountants and things mm. like that, people mm. like yourself as well, and we talk about how businesses are going through that period. When that initial lockdown hit in 2020, a lot of those got the stimulus package. Yep. You know, a lot of those guys got the boost to their incomes mm-hmm. during that period. And uh, on top of that, then business actually doubled up. So a lot of businesses are in good position Mm -hmm. in comparison to where they were a year ago or two years ago. And um, that allows them to potentially go borrow or allows their employees stable employment to Mm -hmm. go borrow if they need to. And I think that um, keeps the market reasonably steady at the moment. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of where we see it at the stage, Uh, yeah. we're talking, you know, pretty much the local market. So we we broadcast out to the masses from um, beautiful Lake Macquarie, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you know, your markets, uh, Lake Macquarie, Newcastle, Hunter, I guess, um, is how you classify it. Yep. Um, what are you hearing from other agents around the country? Is it similar uh, in regional centres and, and large um, large cities? Yeah, so so largely regionals are going quite well. Um, anything outside of Sydney on the basis of the actual remote workforce uh, transition that occurred last year was a big one. Mm-hmm. And what could potentially occur moving forward as well, um, obviously Sydney's in lockdown again. Mm-hmm. If we do see a similar transition of what occurred at that point in time, um, I do actually expect those regional centres may strengthen further Mm -hmm. um, as those buyers come back in. Now, I think it'll be tapered in comparison to what we've seen previously. You know, you talk talk the year on year at the start of the year, Mm -hmm. it was like 24% growth, which is just phenomenal massive i think it was 22.6 but you get the point um you know you talk today it's still 16 percent year on year if you did a rolling um set up with it so it's still quite strong but i think moving forward what you'll find is a lot of local buyers now are starting to churn through the property um sydney buyers will come back into those regional markets which will probably steady the ship as the local buyers start to thin out the sydney buyers will basically take that slack Mm -hmm. and uh, we may see some still minor or moderate growth during that period so you know it might be a three to eight percent growth period rather yeah. than a, a 22 percent which we mm. saw at the start of the year which was yeah. insane so 22 percent is not sustainable is it <laughs> not at all not no, at all no, so. uh, but uh, you know you, you, you tend to have that in any any growth asset anyway so you talk shares you talk property you have your, your spikes and you have your, your flat your flatter periods and yeah um 
Yeah, um, take the good with the bad, but it's definitely the good at the moment, isn't it? hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you're a seller. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Sellers for sure yeah, yeah. going really well. Yeah. So. Um, now, is there still the ability? Um, you know, obviously, when things are so hot in the market, there's not much stock, and and prices are, are very buoyant. Um, what what say or how much negotiation space is there for a buyer these days? Is there is there, is there any um, any sort of latitude, you know, latitude there for the buyers? Or? Look, look, there still is. It is a little bit challenging for the buyers at the mm. moment because traditionally on a property, let's say a year or a year and a half ago, mm. you might have been up against one or two other bidders on that property, whether it's uh, private tree or auction. Generally, there wasn't much running on it. Today, you might have anywhere between two and four buyers running on a, on a specific property, and I'm not just talking inquiry, I'm talking Genial. physical offers. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing I can probably suggest to the buyers is you strengthen your conditions as mm. best as you can at the moment. Um, you would put your best foot forward, but be measured as well. Mm. Make sure that you, you, know, you can balance what you think is reasonable um, yeah. versus what's going on in the market too. The only really way, you know, the only real way you can sort of do that is to probably go see a few homes, see what they go for, and then make some measured decisions based on that. Um, but if you talk about strengthening conditions, there's a few ways you can do that. So you can either do what they call a, a, an S66W, which is an unconditional exchange. That means your pest and building has been done. That means your finance is approved and you're happy to tick the box and move forward. Yep. Um, if you move away from subject to sale mm-hmm. as well, so condition of sale, um, I would effectively find that a better condition as well. So mm-hmm. if that is one of the conditions that you do put forward, that could weaken your position as a buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if your finance needs doing, the shorter period of, yeah. of, of the finance clause, the better. So, you know, if you're asking for a 15 day, 15 business day finance clause and someone's only asking seven, mm-hmm. for us, the seven day would make sense for the seller. So, yeah. you know, we're probably more landing that path rather than, I guess, the, the length of the lengthier finance yeah. clause. So, these are all things to consider, I guess, when it comes down to it, um, balancing your offer and also your conditions to try and make it right. Yeah. So it follows, I guess, we, we often tell people looking to purchase property to have all your, have everything lined up. So have your finance, yep. your pre, pre-approval in place and, and you know, really know what you're doing and be ready to go when you're actually in there looking at houses. Yeah, definitely um, so. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't scramble. You, well, you wouldn't very much like, um, you know, dealing with someone who's scrambling to get everything sorted, would you? you know? No, no, that's it. The more, more surety we can bring to our vendors, the, be- the better the position is. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, again, when it comes down to working with the purchasers, mm. um, you know, making sure that finance is in position, I definitely mm. agree with that, um, especially at the moment too. So depending on which lender you're going with, you go with, um, well, let's say Westpac, mm. for instance, you could be anywhere between five and eight weeks for mm. uh, for, for potential pre-approval as opposed to going with ME Bank or, mm. yeah, right. you know, one of the smaller subsidiaries. Some mm. of those guys are only five to ten days. So, you know, having the right advice on who to go with is important. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also just having it ready to go makes a big difference. Mm. So, yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, now, what can sellers 
lenders do um, to um, make their property more attractive? Yeah, sure. So uh, coming down to that, um, there's a couple of things I would consider doing. Obviously, you've got potential of staging, Mm -hmm. uh, doing general tidy up work on the home, basically getting it as low, uh, a lower maintenance as you can. Um, You know, basically making sure your front of house presentation's right, gardens, landscapes, mulched, wood chipped, anything to basically bring it up to speed will pay two to three fold at the moment. So it's really important getting that right. Um, The other big mistake I see at the moment too is um, even though prices are, are great, if your expectation or the price you put out to the market is too fierce, mm-hmm. sometimes that can actually be a deterrent to buyers other than sort of inviting them into potentially offer. So yeah. getting a balance on your on your actual price range is really important. Um, I would definitely talk to your agent about how to do that mm-hmm. um, or alternatively you just don't price the property and you'll let the market determine what that value looks yeah. like so you've got to be really careful on how you do that but if you if you do pull that off that can pay yeah. um, big rewards as well so the way I understand that is if a vendor is, is shooting for the stars and thinking oh well I've got to one half million dollar property but hey I'm, I, I want to get up on 1.8 yes yep. if they go out with that 1.8 number they won't even have people who are, are looking at the 1.5s yes interested in, in looking at theirs is that that's that, that's correct so, so yeah. yeah that's correct yeah. so so what you want to do there's set it to your nearest comparable sale it doesn't yeah. mean you can't potentially breach that price range yeah, and get to be, that price be, range yeah, yeah. But in order to uh, set a new record or set a new benchmark, generally you'll need some competition to actually physically do that. Um, Traditionally, buyers aren't super willing to go, hey, you know, here's an extra 300 Gs and, you know, off you go. A lot of the time that needs to be coaxed out and and, and moved forward in order to bring that that forward. So you need to be careful on how you do it. But if if you do do that right, you set it to the comparison, you can definitely get three or four buyers running and, and it puts you in good stead to get your price. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, best advice I can give at the moment to sellers, um, you know, we're seeing record results each and every day and mm-hmm. it's almost this expectation now that the next result's going to mm-hmm. breach the, the result that just occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can never be sure that's going to occur. So you just you just need to weigh that level of expectation up, that's all. So, yeah. yeah. What... Um which price brackets in the you know, in Newcastle, Lake Macquarie area are, are moving? Um, yeah, yeah. Moving best, or have you, have you seen most um, excitement around? Sure, sure. So first home buyer market is phenomenal at the moment, like <laughs> absolutely smoking. Yeah. Um, and, what, and, what's, and what's that price range? Is that is that like? half a million to a mill or is it uh, up to seven or what, what, what yeah, yeah so look it's changed mm. uh very much from when you were probably a kid Steve, and yeah. then from when i was coming through as well it's changed a lot too but today that might look like six to seven hundred yep. that's kind of the range you're playing in today if you want to be a first home buyer yeah. um and the reality is some of those brackets have moved um above and beyond right so if you talk about the median for lake macquarie i think it was 22.6 percent at the start of the year Mm. Um, we're at 16% now, but a lot of that growth would have been driven by um, Cardiff, for mm-hmm. instance. So yeah, yeah. I'll use that as an example. Mm. Properties in Cardiff only 14 months ago would have been at like 
450 yeah. or maybe 480 but um, getting above 500 right was quite a quite a rarity mm-hmm. now if you go to Cardiff if you're a, a first home buyer you're a t- you're looking for a say a three bedroom yep. in in the first home bracket um, and it's a decent shape right so semi modern let's yep. call it semi modern on a 400 square meter block um, that today is probably anywhere between six and six fifty. Mm. So the growth in that particular bracket's almost up by thirty percent or thirty five percent, as opposed to the rest of Newcastle, which is probably up around sixteen. You know, yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah. a big variance to the median. So yeah. Yeah. it's interesting how. So so Warner's man, and we're we're talking locally here. So apologies to those uh, listeners who That's are okay. listening from other areas, but um, but, but locally, so Warner's Bay is a bit of a hot spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about it, Cardiff's only a five-minute drive, mm-hmm. probably seven or eight-minute drive. Um, yep. So it's it's probably you know bound to follow on, isn't it? Um, it, it, it was. Mm-hmm. It was. St- it was very stagnant for mm-hmm. many years, and probably about three year go- three years ago, I tipped it for some growth. I don't think it actually occurred that year, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing is sometimes with those sister suburbs that are so cheap that don't move, mm. there's generally a stigma or, or something attached to them that actually prevents that movement from, from occurring straight away. Yep. But at the end of the day, basically what occurs is the market the market ends up seeing value there at some mm. point or mm. another, whether it's one year, three years or five years. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually that, that, that suburb starts to like catch up mm. to the core suburbs. Yeah. And you saw that in Mount Hutton, right? You go to yeah. Mount Hutton now, you're talking six hundred and fifty for a mm. you know, a three bed in there now. And then you talk Windale, which is probably the you know, the core stigma-based yeah. suburb in, in Newcastle, maybe Bolton Point or, or yeah, Windale yeah. are quite known for, for being a bit rougher. And um, those particular suburbs, you know, they're into the 500s now. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're not in the fours anymore or threes. So, so what yeah. I always think about, um, you know, historically in Sydney is, is Redford. Yes. Yeah. So, so Redford exactly. for many, many years was considered to be you know, no-go zone. Yeah. Um, but now that's a uh, no. <laughs> million dollar million dollar plus suburb yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah, crazy yeah. so yeah um so yeah and, and yeah when you're investing it's not always about the now is it um it's about what the future brings and 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 um you know having an eye for the future so um okay um now just quickly i just want to go back to staging just very quickly mm-hmm. um you can't put a figure on, on what staging adds to the value of the house can you but um to give me a view on it like what do you think staging does um, in regard to you know, making the home more attractive for this yep. uh, and and price wise? But what do you think? Yeah, sure, sure. So, so what it what it does is largely prompt the buyers to make an emotional decision rather than a analytical decision based on comparable sales. Yeah. So, when it comes down to it, to put a dollar value on that, it's so hard to mm. give you a direct figure on what that looks like. But that can basically be the difference between a sale and no sale. Mm-hmm. Now, um, as a great example, I hope you don't mind me saying, but you know, we just sold one recently for you, for yourself, Steve, in the mm-hmm. in the back streets of Warner's Bay. Um, if that buyer wasn't emotionally attached to that property, yeah. um, what you would find is that that may not have occurred in a in a potential offer. Yeah. That offer then may not have moved forward to sale and exchange. Mm-hmm. So. Then you go, right, well, what is the cost of that? If you Mm. come back to that not exchanging in the first week or two, Mm. you move into a normal period of the market where it's week two to week five, 
you lose heat in the market as as time goes on as well. What was that? Hmm. What was the cost of that? And the, the question is, could it be a seven hundred instead of you know yeah. wherever it ended and no, you know all this yeah. sort of yeah. stuff? So yeah. you've got that element, hmm. and then you've also got the element where you're competing, right? So if you do get two or three buyers that are invoked by the emotional connection to that hmm. property. Um, not only does it bring them into the property, but it also means that they'll tend to bid harder if they do love it. So, um, you know, three years ago, I actually didn't use staging an awful lot. Today, I think it's actually quite vital in terms of making sure that you achieve the best price. If you don't have staging, you've got to make sure your home presents nicely. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to physically go to a stager and pay 3,000. But on the same token, it needs to present to the market in order to create that yeah. that attraction yeah. uh, to that property. Yeah. So yeah. So so staging. So sorry. Some people may not even know what staging is. Sure. That's, sure. It's where it's where um, you actually present the house to have. You know, so if it's a vacant house or mm-hmm. property, you actually put furniture in it and make it look nice. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yep. And if it's a you know. A, uh, a property that's been lived in, um, then you make it look nicer. Um, you know, is that, yeah. is that sort yeah. of what it was? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, it doesn't actually cost a, a hell of a lot. Um, you know, the, there was a conception uh, or perception that um, you know, it would cost you know, tens of thousands of dollars to, to fully stage a house, but it's not. It's, it's um, only in the vicinity of you know, a few thousand dollars yeah. um, for, what, six or eight week, week period. So, That's it. And if it means you're getting people looking at it, interested and then developing a bond with the property, um, you know, it, it's invaluable. Yeah. yeah. The big question, what is, what is the cost? as opposed to what is the reward. Yeah. And if you lose that buyer, is not mm. 20, 30,000, mm. 40? It can yeah. be. So, you know, it's these little things that obviously, you know, you have to have the three grand to do it. Mm. But if you have it, you mm. will see a return on that mm. for sure. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's been touted that real estate agents are responsible for bringing um, COVID um, outside of Sydney, what yep. do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, so I found it quite funny. So one, uh, I know we spoke about it uh, this morning. I know it was, I think it was in the Herald just recently mm-hmm. as well. Look, there there would be a percentage of people that aren't doing the right thing, mm-hmm. um, but when it actually comes down to it, I know the majority of agents are doing things like ID checks. All of them have got uh, face masks. Mm. All of them have got sanitizer as well. The reality is if you are from Sydney or you've been in a COVID hotspot, you're not allowed into these properties. And, um, yeah, I think the article suggested that uh, we were the... The uh, the cause and uh, concern for for the uh, for the COVID reaching Newcastle. So yeah. the reality is, at the end of the day, you know, there's transport workers coming back and forward from Newcastle. There's people from Sydney not doing the right thing as well, coming down for weekend trips, you know, yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the reality is, at some point, I think the Devil's Train was always going to hit us. But yeah, when it comes down to it, I uh, I haven't read the article yet, mm-hmm. um, but I, I do suspect that. Uh, it was probably a little bit, a little bit hot and heavy on the agents. So, yeah, um, really, uh, you, know, you know, what's an agent? An agent's really just there 
trying to sell the house, aren't they? They're not inviting people up from Sydney to uh, <laughs> to break the rules and uh, and, and whatever. But no, the re- and the reality is too, right? We're doing ID checks, so mm. if you have a Sydney address or you have a Central Coast address, you're not allowed in the home. That's yeah. the rule. I know. I know quite a few people that have been turned away over the last couple of weeks because they haven't had those addresses. They will get turned away at the door. Mm. So, um, you know, it's a uh, it's 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 one of those things where you do your best to basically mitigate and prevent anyone coming through that has something like that but um you know to stop transport workers coming down and Mm -hmm. things like that like it's just you know people moving house right or someone that bought pre-covid that is Mm -hmm. moving house how do you stop that it's you know there's things you can't can't yeah. prevent so yeah. you know we'll, we'll probably cop a, bad, a bit of bad flack for the next week or two but uh, yeah the reality is at the end of the uh, day I don't think it's all on us <laughs> no I, I wouldn't think so um, very good so basically market's pretty buoyant um, we probably should see prices hold up for, for, for a while yet um, vendors still need to be um, you know realistic yep. about um, what they're expecting um, Purchasers need to be prepared um, and and go in with all their ducks in a, in a row. Yep. Um, um, and um, the whole country seems to be going really well as far as the real estate markets go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So pretty much all over is mm. is going really really strong. I do I do think moving forward our again our growth will either taper or steady out now. Mm. Um, we were talking about it before just keeping the pace of 22% or mm. 16% it's just not seen or mm. not sustainable for any any length of major time so um, yeah, my big takeaway probably today is with with a lot of sellers, you need to understand how quickly it's moved. It's mm. been twenty to thirty percent. If you say it's twenty to thirty percent in the mm. last year and a half, yeah. um, there's a limit to how much that can potentially shift. Mm. And uh, the reality is, while stock is low, those prices should remain quite strong. Uh, but I do expect we'll probably see some more stock come on market towards the end of the year. Mm. But we'll also probably see our Sydney buyers back as well so again even though those guys are locked out at the moment Mm. um, as they come back into the market they should help to balance the the extra supply that comes on in spring so I think we'll be good for at least six months Um, it'll either steady or probably probably you know maybe slightly weaken next year but yeah, with rates remaining low, I don't see a sustainable change to, to mm. what's going on at the moment. So yeah, whether it's up or down, I, I feel we're probably reasonably balanced now. Very good. Yeah. All right, well, we're almost done. Just one quick question, and that's a little bit off topic. Slightly. Sure. Um, real estate uh, pretty sexy at the moment. You know, there's, uh, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's lots going on. Prices are good. Yep. Um, what, what tips would you give anyone looking to enter the the industry, um, you know, potentially as an agent or to train to be an agent? Yep. Um, what, what, what tips would you could would you give? Like, how, how hard is it? Is it is easy? Piece of cake, isn't it? Like, oh, you know? so, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, my, my, most find it exciting. So, so if you're coming into the market as a new agent at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, I'll give you I'll give you the real facts yeah, and, yeah. and this will this will probably scare this is you. This we're on the hard yeah. hitting real facts, mate. Yeah, yeah, good, good. So the, it's ninety percent of all new agents fall away from the industry within two years. So it is a fairly fierce, mm. Uh, mm. fairly fierce 
Mm. Um, industry if you are coming in now a lot of that is to do with one you don't have the contacts Mm -hmm. two you haven't built the relationships and then three you talk about your experience or 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 ways to overcome objections you don't have that as of yet in your first two years Mm. Um, the reality is if you are coming in what you need to work on is probably your relationships building long-standing founding relationships and as an example for yourself, Steve, I've mm. known you probably, what, seven years or eight mm. years now mm. in some degree. Yeah. That, when we first met, I'd never met you before that. That was, a, you know, a, a really early start. And here we are today talking. Yeah. We just sold our home for you this year. Mm. And that's kind of where we're at. So, yeah. you know, it takes time to build those relationships. I think if you're a new agent, you're probably better off to run as, a, as an offsider to someone. Yep. Learn the game first and then look to hopefully transition across if you can get enough footing in the game. So um, Newcastle's actually one of the hardest four markets in Australia in terms of the real estate. Yeah, I would argue even stronger than Sydney in some ways um, because a lot of agents here have been established for an exceptionally long time. Newcastle and Lake Macquarie is a Mm relationship-based uh, city, yeah. even though that might be changing, there's a lot of Sydney, a lot of Melbourne coming in, right? There's there's changes occurring, um, but when it comes down to it, there's a lot of people that have been in the game for 20 years, um, you know, 17 years, and the only way to physically beat that's through energy, uh, enthusiasm, outworking, and yeah. some of those guys are still still pumping pretty strong. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you you're playing catch up basically, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're looking to try and get ahead. So, it's a long yeah. game. Yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%. You don't, you don't yeah. just go in and, and kick the winning goals, um, you know, in your first match, do you? No, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah, it. I think I think my first year out, I wrote 10 listings solo. You mm-hmm. know, there was X yeah. amount from the profile, you know, yeah, X yeah. amount from the agency that came in, yeah. and then the next year was 20, and then yeah. the next year was 30. You know, it sort yeah. of builds up from there. So, you know, you can't just go out and be, a, you know, yeah. an A-game player and expect that it's going to be easy. It's, yeah. uh, it's a tough gig. So, yeah. There you go. All right, we've talked everyone out of <laughs> I've <laughs> talked all your potential competitors out of the market. One exception, if you've got a passion for it, it will come through, so that's important. Yeah. Uh, make sure that, yeah, that's that's just for anyone that is thinking of coming in. Yeah. Make sure you've got a passion for it and you're not chasing it for the dollars. Mm-hmm. It's more about you loving property. Yeah. Um, and if that's your thing, then yes, you'll go well. Mm. But it might take you four years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, need, you need to understand that it won't be, a, probably won't be overnight. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Very good. Well, anyway, we're glad that you're up and been around for a while and are, right. are very successful and uh, <laughs> very thankful, as usual, that you uh, come in and share your thoughts with us. Um, it's much appreciated, mate. No trouble at all. We'll get you back on again soon. No worries. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Good to catch up. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Steve. Cheers.